Hey y'all, welcome back to Little Sweat and Tears, Ingredients for Transformative Campus Leadership. This week's episode is a little bit different, um, kind of outside of our usual format. Um, today we're talking about a, a passion project from Responsive Learning. Um, I brought in three guests. We have Tommy Chinajero, our CEO at RL, and then two incredible folks that I can't wait for you to, to hear from. Um, you've met them already on the podcast. We have John Hines and Marty Silverman. Um, they've been administrators for a long time. They'll tell you more about that in this episode. And if you really want to know more and you haven't had a chance to listen to their podcast episode yet, please go back and listen. They were so fantastic when they came um, that we had to bring them back for more and just kind of share with you this, this kind of secret we've been keeping for a while. Um, we're developing a whole school leadership academy for administrators because we've seen the burden that administrators have right now. Um, we've seen the disconnect, the need for community, for peers, for mentors, and we, we had to do something um, to help. And so we'll talk a little bit, a lot about that today. Um, I cannot wait for you guys to listen. Um, enjoy. All right, y'all, Tommy, John, and Marty, you guys have all been on this podcast before, so our listeners would be a little bit familiar with you. But before we dive in too much, I want you to just give me a real short synopsis of what you've done in education, where you've done it, and why you've done it. Tommy, you want to go first? Oh, I guess, sure. Uh, so my name is Tommy Kinahiro. I'm the CEO of Responsive Learning. Um, I got into this business um, from an invitation uh, from a former superintendent, Kay Carr, who was the president of the company, and um, joined them. And I, I, you know, my job was to just get things going, mm-hmm. uh, make things happen. So um, this was back in 2007 or 8, I believe. So it's been a long time. And along the journey, I have met some really fantastic people and I'm just so glad to be part of the work, uh, the important work that we're all doing. All right, John, tell us a little bit about yourself real quick. Hey, I'm a retired principal for roughly 17 and a half years. Retired right before lockdown. Uh, privileged to be at three different uh, different schools, all completely different in the makeup of the school, uh, and really had some great mentors along the way. Mm. Got in with responsive learning maybe a year ago, maybe two, something like that, and have been excited about creating content for mm-hmm. new uh, and existing administrators. Awesome. And Marty, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a recently retired after 40 year career in Texas public ed, 33 years of that in administration, um, mostly here in San Antonio, taught for three years in Houston though, when I first moved here from New York uh, back 40 years ago. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet Tommy, uh, fortunately last summer, this past summer at TEPSA, uh, when he was my tech support, uh, <laughs> as I was getting ready to present a, do a presentation. And uh, I've been happy to be connected to responsive learning as well. Same, and, and for, with you Beth as well. Yeah. Um, well, I got wrangled. I got wrangled into that. I, I was just walking by, saying hi to Jerry Spillman, who's also uh, they're, they're a customer and friends with Marty. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, "Hey, by the way, this mic isn't working. Can you help?" <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, right place at the right I time. I know for real. Yeah. Okay, so we're kind of. I want to just share with our listeners this project of the School Leadership Academy that you guys have all been very instrumental in thinking about and talking through and making sure that it's really fantastic, rich resource for administrators. I'd love to hear a little bit about the story of how all of this got started. So, Tommy, if you can kind of share with us the very yeah. early stages and then how you brought John and Marty into the fold. Sure. Well, so we have been uh, known as a PD company for a long time. Um, we're in over 400 school districts in Texas and, uh, you know, over a thousand across the U.S. Um, and um, about four years ago, um, I started looking at some research on the effectiveness of school, of a PD, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just how effective, how, how does PD make a difference in the classroom? And it turns out it doesn't really do that yeah. well. I mean, it's, I think the number is around 30% actually makes a difference in the classroom. And so it, that started our journey and thinking of, well, I started this, I, I, I thought, well, is that true with our PD? Is that the same thing with RPD? And so we just, that started our journey on moving beyond PD and thinking this through. So we created a, a product called PD to Practice that helps guides teachers through not just PD, but all the way through application. There's coaching and collaboration and there's all kinds of, it basically is a, is like a, uh, it, it kind of takes PLCs and puts them on steroids to make things happen and report back to administrators. It's a really great program. Um, and that's what we started there. And then um, 
you know, I, I, we're partners with TEPSA and every year we have um, a really nice dinner with their executive committee and we always ask questions to find out what's going on in the industry. And um, we started to learn that there are a lot of new principals coming into the fold. I mean, just with, there's a, a lot exiting and they're, they're being replaced by very young and sometimes not very experienced administrators. And they're, they're just kind of, you know, swimming out there. I mean, they're thrown into the deep end in a lot of ways. And um, so we, we started this journey of, of thinking through how can we help? And after a lot of research, we um, kind of boiled it down to, it's, they need, you know, there's PD that they need, they're training on skills and things that they can be doing in, in their schools. But then also they needed to be connected. It's being isolated was a big problem. They're kind of on an island on their own and they needed connection. So um, we were thinking, we, we, we created the learning academy or the, the student, I'm sorry, the um, school leader academy to include uh, peer networking and collaboration um, to once they learn to deepen their learning and then to start planning on application. But then there's this other piece that's really important and it's hard to do sometimes is to connect them with experts, right? Master level administrators like John and Marty that have been, have been there, done that. They know how to navigate a lot of these issues. They know how to set things up. And so those, those are the three main components of the leadership program. So what happened was I, um, Initially, we started just building PD for leaders, and that's when I met John at TEPSA. And we've had a, a really, you know, we've had a, a, a lot of really great conversations. Become a friend of mine, and you know, we're we're both very passionate about helping schools and student, really students. And the best way to do that is with teachers and with administrators, right? So, um, so we've been really passionate and just talking about those things and planning. And then I serendipitously met um, Marty, and um, you know, and just started kind of building this team of people who are like them who can really inform us. And so part of that process, <clears throat> um, you know, kind of the way we do business is we always meet with these people to find out what is needed. And so we just started a process of doing that. And that's how um, I think when I introduced Marty and John, um, we, we had a kind of, we hired some consultants, these you know, four people to come together to help us think things through. And John, we invited John, John brought on a, a, one of his people, Alicia. Um, and then I brought Marty and another guy, Mike, mm -hmm. and we just started diving in, trying to figure out exactly what needs to happen. Mm. So y'all tell me about some of those very early conversations, trying to identify the gaps that we could help administrators kind of get Marty. over. Yeah, well, John, when we started the conversation, <laughs> it was, okay, there are different levels of expertise when you become a principal. If you had a solid foundation as an assistant principal mm -hmm. and had great mentors, you're probably more prepared than someone who's been an assistant principal for two years and whoop, you're now, you got the job. And so we realized we needed to differentiate yeah. what type yeah. of training we were going to offer and design content around. And mm -hmm. with Marty and my and mine and Mike's experience, it's like, okay, so now we've got to get really detailed mm -hmm. and customized training for different types of administrators. And I personally believe a confident leader makes better decisions. And so if we could create some good content that would sort of feel like someone's coming up right beside you, like, no problem, I got you. Let's just walk through this topic, whether it be communication or uh, culture or um, supervising, uh, we got it. We're, we're gonna walk you through these steps. We'll give you time to think about it, reflect where you are, what kind of plan you need to get where you want to be and really get to a point where you're confident in that area. Then we could provide a great service for these new people coming in. And so from my perspective, it's a great opportunity for those school districts who don't have an enormous central office to help on all of these topics. They can come to responsive learning and have just about any topic uh, addressed so that they can gain confidence through just being informed. Marty? Marty, do you have, yeah, what, what was that like for you as you kind of stepped well, into and, this you thing? Know, the, only thing I, the only thing I'd add to that is, is that the way content is delivered now is different than what used to be. I think there used to be, and when I say used to be, I'm talking about like when I started being a principal 30 years ago, it was, it, it, there was some room and some time to connect with people in a, in a more 
casual, personal way. But I feel like because things have progressed to the to the point where a new principal, a new assistant principal has to be great right out of the shoot. There's no, there's not a whole lot of um, opportunity to to learn through a bunch of mistakes that are preventable. Uh, that and that, you know, just the the benefit of having the delivery like this online and uh, you know at somebody's preferred time and, and available time because we want people to also be able to you know live their life with their uh, at their school and with their families and and to be able to kind of carve out some time i think that is one of the the biggest benefits and the most important ways that we can help serve uh, new leaders mm. so what were some of the next steps as you guys kind of decided yes this is something we really need to do this would be a huge benefit what were the next steps of kind of designing this system in a way that would function well for crazy busy school leaders in the initial conversations um we you know, there's there's a um, a couple of things that came into play. One is we wanted the the idea that we wanted to build content and connection and networking and support. Like the the support, the continuous support is one of the major reasons why PD doesn't work. Uh, whether it's with teachers or administrators, if they don't have support, um, you know, Marty talked about um, in the you know in the past there being more time for personal connection and development and you know engagement, and that's all very important. You know, um, when you're working in a large organization, and so um, especially when you're trying to add something new to your skill set and apply it, right? So you need a, you need those people that you can talk to and say, how, how did I, how did you do this? You know, and you get to engage with each other. So when that's not happening, we had to be real purposeful about doing that. So the, the big piece was trying to make sure that whatever we do, we needed to build in support. But the second thing was the content, the topics had to, number one, you know, when, when principals and, and these leaders are hired, the, the district already provides different they, you know, they, there's already topics that they want to push through, but what are the ones that they don't push through? What are the ones that are left beyond? I think um, Dr. Dr. Kennedy from a former deputy soup from, um, from Isleta was saying that a lot of times as she, her job was to help um, a middle school principals develop. And a lot of times they just assume that they had a lot of these skills. And then after eight months, they realize that they don't. And to recover from that is very hard to do at that point. So we were trying to think, how can we be really intentional from the, from the very beginning? And so the topics that we covered in, in our um, system it's we I like to think of it as right on time, like right on time topics, which means that that when they need it is not the moment they need it. They need it a little bit before so that they can wrestle with it, talk about it, work it so that when they actually need it, they're skilled at it. So, um, you know, an example would be, um, you know, when when do when does a principal need to have a really good speech or um, um, I will call it a stump speech. Um, um, before teachers, I mean, they need a stump speech for teachers. They need one for the students. They need one for parents. They need one for, you know, just the group. And so um, when do you develop that? Well, you don't do it when the teachers are on your, you know, they're in the classroom. They started. You needed to do it in July or even before that. So that's kind of what we do is we build those systems. And that was kind of at the early part of our development when we were putting it together. But John, John and Marty, what else, what else was in your mind at the time? Well, one of the things one of the things that you just hit on that I think is important is that you know one of the the traditional models of doing PD, especially for teachers and admin as well, is we front load everything. We we teach everything important all at once at the beginning of the year, and uh, sometimes that's not when you need that information. Sometimes you need to do what needs to be done first, first, and get good at what needs to be done first, first, and then a little bit later you you know start wrestling with a topic that is. And, and you gave a good example, and I'll give another one. You know, when do you start? Um, doing surveys and, and getting information from people uh you know you don't need to know that deeply in in july you need to know that deeply starting you know around mid-year so it's it's knowing when something is going to be important and kind of highlighting it at that yeah. time to make it you know relevant yeah, well, and alive yeah, right when you need in it. addition to that the, the, the just in time of cycling topics through because you're not just going to watch a course and hmm, i got it we're good no, it's like we're going to cycle that back in about three months so that you can learn a little bit deeper uh, on that topic. <clears throat> so it seems like well, what we've done is we've really thought through if I were a brand new or a level two or whatever administrator, what would I need when and how would I need it? And that's what we've really 
tried to be pur purposeful about uh, in this whole project. What are some things, John and Marty, especially that in the middle of this have just made you really excited to dive in and spend so much of your time and energy on this project? As you're having these discussions um, and these light bulbs are going off, what are the kinds of things that are exciting you about this? Well, I can tell you right off, um, you know, when I started being a principal, I would have loved to have had this support and this type of development. Uh, and I didn't. And I'm, John, I'm sure you didn't either. It's, it's, it's so gratifying that it was that it's a process that's been thought out by practitioners, you know, not necessarily just university people who haven't been in a field uh, for a long time, but people who have been working on this or people who are, you know, have been in the field recently and kind of know what it is like right now. And so I think that to me is, is probably one of the strongest uh, parts of this that makes me excited to keep working with working with secondary principals because i'm an elementary guy right always been elementary but working with secondary principals rarely do i find one who will say i don't know much about that because they get thrown into these big big campuses they're like mayors of these small cities and they're just expected to know how to do things and rarely have i met one i love everyone that i work with but i've never like rarely found one that says hey i need help in this area and so if we can set up these great modules for not only secondary, but principals who may be in an environment that it's not okay, it's not safe, it's not the thing to do to ask for training in certain areas. It's like, fine, we got you. Just, you know, go home, watch a module, you'll learn a little bit more, and then rinse and repeat. And then what Tommy has done is added in that support the coaching piece. It's like, okay, we're going to help a lot of principals in this new wave of principals uh, get their feet underneath them and get some confidence right off the bat. Like, like Marty said, you know, right out of the shoot, you got to start making decisions. I mean, that's just the job. And if you can front load some of this before you have to make some of those critical decisions, it, it's just going to save some heartache. Tommy, what about you? As you kind of, you know, dove straight into this, what are some things that continually excite you about this project we're getting to work on? Well, I mean, personally, I just love meeting great people. I mean, I, this journey has been incredible. I mean, people like John and yeah. Marty and others, I mean, just incredible. Um, but but uh, I, I think, um, you know, one, one, one of the things that really kicked for me was that, that helped me to just get really excited about this starting the journey was that, um, you know, they, we found some research that was, uh, that showed that, and I always knew, you know, it was easy to make the connection between um, student achievement and a teacher, right? That's easy. Um, but then when I saw that the, the impact that a principal has on student achievement is the same. It's right at that same level that a teacher would. I thought, man, we need to be getting into, we need to help um, uh, school leaders, right? And, and then the other thing that, that I got excited about is that um, as we were interviewing and talking to a lot of people at the TEPSA conference and other places, um, we also learned that school districts, as, as much as they try, a lot of them just have a hard time, um, not just providing support and training to existing APs and, and principals, but they, they're really not doing, there's a, a need to build a bench of leaders that are still in the classroom, but aspire to be a principal and start preparing them then so that when they land on the job, they come in with a lot more confidence and skills and, and connection, right? So that, that was the other thing. And, and, and then as we were working um, with this, you know, all these amazing people, the structure just started to roll out. So um, the, the framework is really built on just on time topics, right? So the training. Um, then every one of those courses, there's this thing that we call a virtual peer network. So it's a virtual, and the whole thing can be done virtually, right? So it's nice that people don't have to come off the campus, go somewhere. Um, they can stay on the campus, campus is safer. Um, all of that is really you know, important to, to keep in mind. But um, so after, a session is an online session happens, then there are virtual peer network sessions where there's a collection of people, a group of people that are in that same position that are, are meeting with the coach to discuss the topic and dive deeper into it and start 
planning and talking about what I can apply um, in our schools, right? Um, so that's, and they get to interact with each other. The most important thing is that there's a peer networking that happens. So somebody on there can reach out to another person and say, hey, I like what you said. Can we talk about it? And that sort of thing. There's a connection like that. And then the, the, the after that, a lot, uh, um, there's probably about one topic or one project a month that has to do with that topic. And those groups are much smaller. It's also virtual and it's led by people like John and Marty, these experts. And they guide them through a project of um, planning the project, um, thinking about how they're gonna measure the impact, um, things like that. And then they get time to go apply it and then they come back again to share their data, share their experience and how things went. So that's like a project. And then the last thing is mentoring. So the mentoring is everything is really kind of driven by the topic except the mentoring. We make people available, we make these experts available to all of our participants um, to call them um, at any time or, or to schedule a meeting with them to talk about any topic. So it's it's a kind of, uh, again, it's like that right on time topic that may not be um, something that we're covering. It could be that a teacher or a principal has a parent, uh, maybe something happened on their campus where the parent is really upset, called the superintendent, everything is just going haywire, and that principal doesn't know what to do. So they can call a person and just jump on a, a, a schedule a call with John or Marty or one of the others and say, can you tell me what, what's the best way to do this? What can I do? How do I protect the student? How do I protect, you know, the school and the teacher and, you know, just go through those topics. So those are just right on time, like something, a hot topic. And that really gets me excited because that's, that's, um, you know, again, it goes back to without support, you can have a fantastic presenter uh, with talking about something that is amazing, but without support, it doesn't doesn't uh, equal in and it doesn't result in some change. But you can have like a mediocre conversation with somebody with support, and that will make a bigger impact. And so we're trying to get the really amazing stuff and the support together to um, to make a big difference. So that, that's that's really kind of exciting to me. Talk to me about some of the benefits of having this virtual peer network outside of your district. Yeah, that's a huge thing, Beth. I was thinking about that while Tommy was speaking. It's sometimes, uh, you know, the person you need to reflect with, um, vent with, uh, process with is, is, for lack of a better word, it's safer if that person is not somebody who's a colleague of yours that works with you. Uh, you may feel more comfortable and confident speaking about an issue, maybe one of your own shortcomings, uh, with somebody who is not right next to you. And and that is, uh, I, I think, a huge piece of this uh, project, for sure. Well, I think, yeah, to add to that, in in large districts, you have meetings built in where you're going to go to a monthly title meeting and then monthly principals meeting. And, and so you have those opportunities to talk to people, but in smaller districts, you just don't. And this would be huge for the smaller districts who have one elementary campus and one secondary campus. They don't have anyone to talk to. They don't have anyone to, to say, you know, have a conversation like, 
oh, I'm in the ballpark or I'm not in the ballpark. And, you know, even in the larger districts, you need someone outside of your district to talk to at times. You just do. Talk to me about, maybe not, without giving too much away, but about those projects. I can hear some principals saying, I don't need another thing to do. And I know that we've worked very hard to make sure that the projects are things that principals already have to get done, but rather than having to do it on their own, they have right. a network to kind of form those things with. So can you guys give me some of the examples of the projects that you're really excited to get to work with these principals on? Yeah, before, before we get on that, I think I just want to highlight and, the, the, you know, John and Marty can talk about the projects or I can talk whatever, you know, but the, the one thing you said is really important. It's every part of this is not something more to do. It's actually you have to do it anyway, but you get to do it with um, really great presenters and trainers and experts. And then you get to do it in a community of people and support, right? So that that's really the important thing. So you you have to do it anyway, but let's just do it together, right? So that's I think I really I wanted to highlight that because a lot of times they're so they're already so busy, um, and and I you think about how busy people get in any position, and if they're really busy, how much of what they need to do is really making an impact? And so in this situation, because of the support what they do, these important projects that we're working on will, will actually have a better shot at making a, a difference, right? For the students, especially so. Anyway, do you guys want to talk about a project? I can talk about one. I, I would, so some of the, I'll just throw some out. One of them is creating your stump speech. Another one is assessing school systems. John, you can talk about that one. That's a really like getting, you know, a principal needs to start looking at the systems and processes in a school. There's another one has to do with school culture and, and doing an assessment, engaging your stakeholders to do an assessment um, of, of your school culture. There's um, one that has to do with um, engaging effectively, <clears throat> supporting your teachers through PLCs. Um, there's another one that has to do with uh, how to how to identify uh, teachers' specific professional development needs and then meeting those needs. So those are kind of uh, throwing in a couple of topics that are probably really important. Mm -hmm. So John and Marty, you can you can chew on those a little bit. Yeah, do you all have a specific favorite or something that you're really excited to kind of dive in with your principals on? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, before being specific, I want to be general okay. again here just for a yeah, moment. Sure. And that, and, and, you know, I think the importance of this can't be emphasized too much. And that is one of the things in my practice that I found was there were things that I just, quote, knew how to do after a certain number of years. Um, there was a, maybe something that the district, you know, asked, and an example is, you know, at one time we had uh, we had to do every year a presentation uh, called State of the School in, in the district that I happen to be in. And so when when you had been around a long time, you kind of knew the not only the pieces that would go into a good state of the school presentation, but also how to get the information for that. And people who were new 
or newish, right? People who hadn't been around a long time, they needed help visualizing what what that entailed. Because you know, the final product, even if somebody just looked at somebody else's final product, like send me yours, not knowing what went into that was was a problem that would cause them the next year to have the same problem. You know what I'm saying? And so um, uh, Tommy has brought up before, you know, the, the developing your stump speech, right? So one of the pieces of advice that I have given to people who are be becoming new administrators is you're taking over at a place that has, you know, developed a culture that is whatever that culture is. But you as the person coming in have some things that are important to you that you need to communicate to people so that when later on, you know, it's different than what they've been used to, um, they will have known right from the beginning what you, what is important to you. And so developing your stump speech, you know, is a means of communicating with other people about things that are important to you. And so that particular project is something that somebody might not just know, like you were talking about before, John, you know, people, um, they don't just, they don't just know, like you were talking about the secondary principles, um, they, you know, they're put into a position and they're expected to just know, but this is something that is, that you have to overtly and consciously and purposefully work on so that it saves you problems later. And so the project would be, you know, what goes into developing that, your stump speech, how do you, um, you know, crystallize in your mind what are a couple of important things that you want to communicate to people so that they know who you are and what your expectations will be. And then, um, you know, how to lay, you know, roll that and out for, for people. I live and breathe systems. That's just who I am. I'll, whether it be in my personal life or professional life, if something isn't going right, I, I look at a system and what is setting up that needs to be fixed. And so what I would work with principals on and is help them understand you set up systems and you monitor systems so you don't have to micromanage your people. One great example or easy to understand example is data. You know you're going to give these assessments throughout the year. Get them on the calendar. Okay, so you're going to get data from those assessments. So you put on the calendar when you're going to analyze that data. So that'd be another day. And then how are you going to communicate that data? And then what adjustments are you going to make? So to me, that is a system that you just follow time after time after time. And then communication and then discipline and then your T-test observations. To me, you systemize all of them automate maybe 90% of your year. So you just work your systems. And if something's not working, you go back to what do I need to adjust? To me, like Marty's, after 17 years, I just, that's the way I work it. You find a brand new principle, they're like, what's a system, you know? So I think this whole project will be so beneficial to so many new principles that I'm excited about building the content for it. 
Yeah, one one thing that I mean, you think so. You you hear Marty talk, and then you hear John talk, and you see that they're they're different, right? They had a different approach, uh, possibly, you know that. But you can see the the flavor, right? There's a flavor behind and their their culture that they built, and um, I you know as as a company, we just we don't have content partners. We don't have I'm sorry, we don't have content experts in our company that are building this content. We we go find people like Marty and John that have these different flavors that have these, they're looking at the same problem from a slightly different perspective. And, and what's important by uh, about that is that in, in this uh, particular um, product and service that we're offering the, the principle. So if there's a, a, a topic, whatever the topic is, there, there's going to be three or four courses from different people that they'll take to start with. They'll find people that they really gravitate to. So that person might be the one that they look for to be a coach or to be a mentor. Like there's just a natural organic connection. But a lot of times what happens is you get to see just one person talking about one thing from one perspective and, and it, and it, and it, a lot of times then you try to mold, like if I try had to mold my personality into, or my, um, the way I do things into something that just doesn't fit, it makes it really challenging. But in this case, you can find the ones that you can really gravitate to and, and go with. So uh, I, I just love, that's, that's so exciting to me because, you know, Marty and John, they're different people. They have different experiences and how, I want to know, how do you do something? You know, how do you do something? And John, Marty, how do you do it? John, how did you do it? And, and it's, you know, there's nothing right or wrong about it. Or, I mean, there's not like, you know, it's just, I like this one better. Right. And uh, we'll go for it. So uh, that's one of the things. The, the other thing I think is that's important is that the program, um, what it'll have is, is um, we have two approaches, right? One is for, for newer um, or even struggling or, you know, needing to develop administrators. So there's, there's like a, a, a one year pathway for, there's a principal one and then it, it, the, the topics go deeper and go bigger with principal two, right? We also have an AP one and AP two, and then aspiring leader one and aspiring leader two. So that's one approach. And what's interesting about it is that in some cases, the projects for like an AP and a principal um, will be different because they're different roles. But sometimes like for culture, like uh, assessing your culture, they will be aligned so that they're having the same course, they're learning the same language, the same, um, they, they have the same uh, definitions and, and words that they're using. And then to accomplish that project, the principal has a role in accomplishing that project, but so does the AP. The AP has a different role and they can work together on projects and they just will have that common language and that, that the, the outcome will be the same. So we're aligning all of those together. But then the other approach that we have is, what about those principles that have a lot of experience, but they just have some key areas that they need to develop? So what we're, we're, we're once we launch this, then we're gonna start developing and we don't know what we're going to call it yet. They're going to be like badges or maybe micro-credentials or something, but it'll be on a specific topic and it'll just go real deep. So let's say we're talking about school systems or, 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 or um, yeah, school systems. Well, John might be the guy to build 
five or six hours of training that goes really in depth on systems. He might take one system and dive into it, take another system and dive into it. Um, so that, and then from there, there's virtual peer network conversations and there's a project that comes out of it along with some mentoring. So uh, somebody can just say, I want that, that whole in-depth topic. I want to go deep on that topic. And so there will be topics for discipline, for culture, for all of those things. So they, they can take one or so somebody finishing principle one and two can then go and do. And I'll do that content you know, right the there. Ones that they feel that like they great. want to go deeper on. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'll start working great. on it. Tomorrow. John, you, I'll sign. I'll sign. You're signed up already. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what are some other things that you would just like our audience to know about this specific project? We're coming up on our time here, um, but before we do that, what what are some things that some other pieces that you feel like make this really special that you want to make sure our audience is aware of? Well, I can tell you that from having been part of the process. Mm -hmm the you know the intent is to create successful people who can lead successful schools uh, to be successful for teachers and students and communities and i think that basis is such a strong and necessary piece of what the project entails it's it is so focused on the participant success that it is, you know, it, it's inevitable that people will become stronger and better at what they do. Passionate may not even be strong enough word, but being at a school that's 10% EcoDisc and a school that's 95% EcoDisc, I realize how much the building leadership matters in, in helping those students grow bilingual to monolingual uh, affluent to really impoverished kids they need a strong leader and so anything i can do either individually or with a project like this i'm in uh, because they need it i i just to, to uh piggyback on that um there's i i saw some uh, data on uh, i think it was in the wallace foundation report that uh talks about the difference between a school having the, 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 the difference on student achievement um, between having a, a good leader and it wasn't it wasn't even a great leader. It was just a good leader to a, 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 somebody that's below, you know, um, uh, not so good leader, I should, I should say. Um, the difference is like in math is three months of learning, three months. It's a it's, I guess that would be a third, a third of learning. That's the difference between having a good leader and a poor leader. Um, in reading, it's also about three months. I think I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably rounding up a little bit. I think it's like 2.7 months for math and 2.9 months for reading. That is, that's such an enormous difference. Cause then you start to think about those kids when they go to the next grade level. Now they're, they're, you know, you just compound it as you keep going on. So building really great leaders is is um, is such an important thing. I, I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm stumbling on all these all these reports and stuff, and I'm just getting really excited about it. So, yeah. 
Um, one th one thing I wanted to also say is that, um, you know, there are some school districts that are doing, um, you know, probably doing some decent jobs in developing their leaders, and, um, you know, they uh, if if all they wanted was we just need good PD, they can just buy the PD portion and just use it in their current system, right? And if they wanted the PD and the virtual peer networking and then they do everything else, they can do that as well. I mean, there's there's different ways to chew on this and it's not like a one size fits all. We know that that um, there's a lot of amazing work happening and we just wanna have these pieces that can plug into to what they're doing to just make them better. Right. And, and it also takes a load off of them who uh, you can't find an educator that that um, doesn't have a full plate, you know, and so if we can help make that better and easier, then we'd love to do that. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah. if there's nothing else, any last thoughts uh, or comments? I'll say one more thing. Please. Sorry. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> um, I mentioned that we don't have um, the content uh, experts and we're not, it's not like we are building our own content. We're building, we're partnering with, with other experts that have start that have gone from, um, they've retired. Usually sometimes they haven't, uh, some of the guys are still, you know, active in schools or actively administering schools. Um, but they're, they're starting consulting businesses. They're thinking about their future and, um, uh, you know, when we partner with them, we're not, we're not, um, there, there's, we don't want, we don't want them and we're, our model is so that they don't think, um, whatever you're doing will take business away from me. We're, we're wanting to, uh, build it in a way that we're aligning ourselves with all of these partners to help them build their consulting businesses. And we're finding these great consultants. So why not? I mean, why not? put wind in their sales and then with their work, they're putting wind in our sales and the, who wins? Everybody wins, right? The, 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 the principals are winning. The schools are winning. Parents are winning. Kids are winning. And so that's, that's pretty exciting. And it just reminds me of how RL got started. You know, Kcar was out in Dell city, a very rural, rural in the middle of nowhere kind of district and wanted to connect her people with the presenters that would never come to Dell City or Dell City couldn't afford to bring them in and sh building that bridge between these fantastic experts and the people that need that information is still what we're doing and is still a part yeah. of our mission because we want yep. to serve these people in those places that need it. And it, I'm just yeah. so excited how much more of that we're going to be able to do with the work that you guys are doing on this project. Um, yeah. Any other last thoughts before we go today, guys? Well, if I hadn't said it enough, John and Marty, it's just an honor to be working with you guys. Yep. So much. Well, thank you. I, feelings mutual for sure. Mm. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, I really appreciate you taking Thanks, the time guys. to do this, yeah. thank you. this a little bit. Thanks, Beth. Um, Y'all have a great rest of your day wasn't that incredible um like i said i'm so excited for this project um to get underway um if you have questions if you'd like more information if if you're hearing this and thinking wow i went in on that um please visit responsivelearning.com and you can find more information there um we we really can't wait to launch this and get it up and running and um, build this community of administrators that 
are bent on helping each other and building community and skill building and all all that good stuff that we know is so necessary but often don't know how to make it happen um as always this episode is produced by erwin solbach and all of our design and logo work is from alana kanoi at steel consulting um, this podcast, along with our School Leadership Academy, is a labor of so much love from me and the other folks at Responsive Learning. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Thank you.